Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen. And so are you! <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets banned. This is episode 139, so we're going to be talking about two movies today, and that would be The Drownsman from 2014, and also a movie called Crazy Bitches. How can you go wrong with something called Crazy Bitches? Well, you're probably going to find out if they did or if they didn't, because I'm going to tell you right after this promo. Hi. This is Ferguson. Mike. Anthony DiGennaro. Ben Templesmith. Bo Buckley. Dan Donnelly. This is Don Mazzelli. And this is Drew Domkus. This is Drew Bolduke. And Dan Nelson. Gray. Jeff Bromley. Johanna Stokes. I'm John Wigger. Julie from 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Katrina Hill, the action flick chick. This is Keith Ledge. Kevin Donahue. Kim Poirier. This is Kyle Stevens. And this is Jim DeMonacos. And we're a Kirby Crackle. Lori Beckman. Muddle Mikey. Michael Allen Nelson. This is Michael Kupperman. Mike Davis of Stag Films. Mike Mignola. Molly Beck. Ferguson. This is Scott from the Disney Indiana Podcast. Neil Machino. Paul Hungerford. Rachel Bloom. Rob Housechild. Robert Arvest. Root Rod here. This is Steve. And this is Gord from the Bone Bat Show. I'm Bo Fader. And I'm Brockton McKinney. Thomas Burdinsky. Tracy T. Jen Soska. And I'm Sylvia Soska. And, and we're, we're the Twisted Twins. Vaughn from Motion Picture Massacre. Wayne Kotke. Sami Farmer here, and you're listening to a Little Dead Podcast. Place for the full frontal... Nerdity. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, nerdity. full frontal nerdity. Cool. Visit alittledead.com. Pew, 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 pew. All right, first of all, I'm going to say that I'm... Deeply, deeply hurt by that promo. That's like everyone I've ever met in my entire life. Like, all of my friends are on the promo for that podcast. And I was not asked to be on the promo for that podcast. What the hell is going on, little dead podcast? I've been pimping you out for years and you can't even... (laughs) Fine, be that way. Okay, so what's been going on here at Scream Queen's headquarters? Well, the big news is there's a new kitty here. As many of you know, since Tyler passed away, I've been looking to find another rescue cat. And I've gone down a couple of avenues and had almost gotten one, but someone got there before me. And that's great. That's wonderful. And then all of a sudden, my friend Scott from high school, who I used to do shows with, he had a post and he said, I have to give away my cat. I have no choice. And all the no-kill shelters won't take her from here to, you know, New Jersey and Connecticut. They're full, and I don't know what I'm going to do. And I said, well, hey, I'm looking for a kitty. So he never named the cat because she was a stray at the time, even though clearly she was owned by somebody else. And so I had this cat with no name coming in, and he kept calling her a big smush. Oh, here she is. She's acting like a big smush. She's rolling around. Show me a big fat belly. Look at this smush. So I've been calling her Miss Smush. And I think we're on day four, day five. It's been stressful. Not too bad. You know, two cats meeting is never a pretty thing. Uh, I tried to keep them apart as much as possible the first day, but both of them are extremely adept at opening doors and breaking through little screens that I had set up. So they've met several times. Lots of hissing, lots of snarling. But from what I understand, the most important thing is that the new cat has to have a sanctuary, a place to get away from it all. And Miss Smush has been taking up residence under the bed most of the day. I serve her meals down there. 
And at night, she'll come out and go from window to window to window and look out. And occasionally, she acts up because she used to be an outdoor cat. And A, we live in an apartment, so that would be difficult to achieve because we'd have to, you know, take her downstairs and then out the door. But that's not the point right now. But there is a cat poisoner in the neighborhood, as I've talked about before. So even if she was an outdoor cat, I wouldn't let her out. No, sir. So I have to give a very special mention to Scott because he took care of her and I got to meet her beforehand. And it was a lot. To have to give her up. Oh, and I mentioned, I, I started to talk about that she didn't have a name. The reason why she didn't have a name was that she wasn't supposed to be permanent in the first place. He didn't give her a name so he wouldn't get attached to her. But then all of a sudden it's like, boom, three years later and she's still, <laughs> she's still there. But she has a name now. I haven't decided if she's she likes it or not yet, but that's what I call her. And it's all been cool. But Scott was very emotional about the whole thing. And I can only imagine how difficult that drive was to come over to the apartment to drop her off. And probably the only thing that was worse was the drive home alone to the empty apartment because, believe me, I know what that feels like. So, Scott, for stepping up to the plate, going out of your way to save this little kitty, not once, but twice, you win the coveted title of the Scream Queen of the Week. Bravo! Bravo, bravissimo! Bravissimo! Well, just so you know, Scott, because you probably don't listen to the show regularly because I just only recently got in touch with you again. Well, you should be getting a tiara as a prize, but you never get it. I'm not giving it to you, okay? You cannot have the tiara that is the prize. And you know why? Because I know what you did in God's Smell in 1989, okay? I saw what you did with those mimbles, okay? And I know that you're the reason why all the altos are disappearing, Okay, and also, you'd look better in it than I would. And you know it. So thank you, Scott, and give, everyone give a big welcome to Miss Smush, to the Scream Queens team here at Scream Queens headquarters. Yes, I haven't figured out what her job is yet. I think her job right now is to keep Sebastian away, because Sebastian is just like, oh... Ooh, there is a large black woman in the house. Yeah, she's 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 big and she's black and she's white. She's got little tuxedo feet. And she's really cute, but she's like three times the size of him. Not fat. She's not fat. She's got a little bit of girth to her, but she is a big cat. She's got some big pussy action going on. So he keeps coming up to her and being like, Hi, I'd like to introduce to me. And she's like, no. No, you will be stepping back. Step back. Get to step it. That's pretty awesome. What else has been going on? Well, as you probably have guessed by now, that this show is a very special show because this is a surprise episode. And like the incident that 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 inspired it, which was also a surprise, and 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 it is the first installment of the Colonoscopades. <laughs> from the TV show Fantastic Voyage, you know, where they went inside somebody's body to look around for stuff. I figured that was appropriate to celebrate my colonoscopy. Which I highly recommend doing. When you're of age, if you've got any history of that kind of cancer, of rectal cancer in your family, which gallops in the men on my dad's side, go get it checked out. It's not a big deal anymore. The worst thing about it is the prep. And that's where the show comes in because, uh, you know, you're kind of out of commission for the day. What I like to play, what I like to call the waiting game. 
So I watched a ton of movies that day. I watched a bunch of movies while I was recovering. And that's where this show is coming from. And believe me, I watched a lot of movies in those two days. Yeah, because you got to clean yourself out. You got to completely get everything that's inside of you out before you go in for this the procedure. The procedure is nothing. You go in, they knock you out, you wake up, you're in the farting room, and you're done. That was the best part. That was my favorite part. And I had a colonoscopy before in my 30s, and and this was my favorite part. You wake up, and you're on your side. And you're like, ow, my stomach is so full of air. And they're just like, okay, you're probably feeling some pressure in your abdomen. But if you just pass gas, we're going to keep you here until you pass gas, and everything will come down. So actually, it was very familiar. For those of you who've been listening for a while, when I first got my CPAP machine, and I wake up, my stomach was distended like Jonestown. It was like that. So I recognized I just got to fart this out. But the thing is, they're sitting there like, oh, I'm in so much pain. Oh, God, my stomach. Oh, oh. And if you get quiet for a second, all of a sudden you realize you're hearing around the room. Because these are big air farts. I guess they pump air into your stomach. So it's like, I don't know, three liters of air just going out of your butt at the same time and of course so i'm sitting there in pain like ow ow <laughs> you farted ah, oh i'm farting because i'm 12 i'm a 12 year old boy who needed a colonoscopy anyway everything was fine they found one polyp they snipped it out i kept her i named her polly polly p polly p the polyp because i'm weird and now I have these great pictures of my insides and all of them look like they could be a mad painting from the movie the descent I'm thinking maybe I'll put them out as another contest for you guys. Like, whatever you can Photoshop into this photo would be amazing. Like, the monsters from The Descent, you can't do because I just told you that. It's this great cave setting and everything's really red and it's kind of scary and foreboding. It just looks great. It looks great. It's like a great horror movie set in my ass. It's the day before was all for the last time. I don't know what I had to take, but it was this tiny container of stuff. You put it in ginger ale. You drank the whole thing. And then... You know, you everything when it finally happened, it all happened at once. It all happened at once. Granted, you're on the toilet for two hours, but it all happened in one big event. One big earth-shattering event. This was awful. I had to drink 14 days worth of Miralax in the space of two hours. And this did not work the same way as this other stuff. Because when it was finally time, it would be like little, okay, I'd say, it, let's just say it was incremental. But every time it was incremental, it was incredibly painful. Because like, Miralax just turns everything to like syrup. And it was, it was awful. It was awful. All of a sudden, I'm on the toilet. I'm like, oh my god, I totally understand. The TV show. I didn't know I was pregnant. Because I'm going, I didn't. Think I could be pregnant, but I must be pregnant because I'm having. Like if I looked, if I gotten up and there was a fetus in the bowl, I would not have been surprised. I would not have been surprised at all. But colonoscopies, do it. Get yourself checked. Nobody out there is dying of cancer. I might watch. Girls, get your boobs checked. Get your underneath checked. Get all that checked. Stay up to date with that. You don't want cancer. No sir. Catch it early. Get rid of it. Thank you. And anyway, so we brought this opportunity to watch great movies. So how do I segue out of that? Okay, well, I got the opportunity to see Jinx Monsoon perform live. She goes around the world now with her, her cabaret show, which is called The Vaudevillians. And also there's a sequel to it now called The Vaudevillians Bringing Up Baby. 
I got to see the sequel. I didn't see the first one. It didn't matter. The whole concept is that they are vaudevillian performers that were such prolific songwriters that everybody copied their material, but they never got around to copywriting any of it because they were frozen in some kind of freak drug-induced avalanche, which I don't really understand because I didn't see the first one. Just accept it. Move on. Accept it. Move on. But you see, while they were frozen, before they were thought out, every artist you could think of is now using their songs. So they're trying to raise money again to buy back all of their songs. So you pick a popular song, they wrote it. Very funny show. Very funny show. You know, you go to see a cabaret show, you don't expect to see a live birth on stage, but I did. And she's a brilliant talent. True, true talent. Her improv skills are so razor sharp and fast. I was like, girl, you are scaring me right now. But that's why you're a monsoon. And I was just afraid she might fall asleep in the middle of the show, but she didn't. You know why? Because she's not Pearl. That's right. I just went there. I just went there. I also got to meet Mark Patton again, but this time in a much smaller setting. I had talked to him very briefly at FlameCon a few days previous to Horror Trivia Night at Rock Bar on Christopher Street. And they do this all the time. Their trivia nights are always great on Tuesday night. Very, very fun. Very, very goofy. Robert and Jason and Brian, they put on a great show. And... They had a special screening of Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, and Mark came in and he spoke, and he helped host and participate in the trivia, and it was all very goofy. I lost. I lost because they cheated. These questions, I'm like, come on now. Nobody knows that. Either they were too obvious, or they were just retarded, and I hold Robert responsible for that. That's right, Robert. But Mark was great. Very, very mellow dude. Very casual. Signing stuff without asking for money, which is a strange treat, but he was telling us all about the book that he wrote about himself and his autobiography, I guess you would call it, and also about the movie that he's been making, this documentary about his life as the first scream queen, first male scream queen, as he likes to call himself. I bow to that. Yes, absolutely. And the tribulations in Hollywood, the things that happened during the shoot, the things that happened before the shoot, and everything that's happened since is a fascinating story, and I only got a little taste of it. And the movie, as it is right now, I believe is called Scream Queen. But that's Scream, comma, Queen. Like, Scream Queen. So I don't have to sue him for, you know, copyright infringement, which I don't have anyway. Because, you know, I'm, I'm just like Jinx Monsoon in that show. But, yeah, I got some great pictures with him and just chatting with him. Wonderful, sweet guy. Wonderful, sweet guy. And it was nice to see that kind of humility and also strength in a performer because he's coming out swinging and he's taking people down with him when this stuff comes out and I'm not saying anything else on that note uh, anything else I need to talk about I don't think so I don't think so I can't think of anything and if I can't think of anything it must not be that important I talked about pussy my ass and Mark Patton what else do you need to know about me nothing it is time to get on with the show so it's time to play a little music and go swimming with the drownsmen your water wings ain't gonna do you no good now, child. Now I will tell you what I've done for you. Fifty thousand tears I've cried. Screaming, deceiving, and bleeding for you.
The first movie we're going to talk about today is The Drownsman from 2014. Now, The Drownsman is about this ghostly figure, the spirit, in fact, of a psychotic killer who's living on after death and waiting, waiting, waiting in any body of water, lurking, ready at any moment to strike and drag you down to a very, very soggy depth. Now, is the Dreadsman worth watching? Or is this movie <laughs> all wet? Trailer. What I'm seeing, it's, it's in your head. This is different. I'm seeing this man. This is an intervention, Maddie. People overcome their fears all the time. You need to understand that this is just a phobia. <laughs> We're gonna try and make contact with the entity you're seeing. We open ourselves up to communicate with whoever it is that wishes to speak to Madison. We opened something. Please, not today, Sebastian. No, he's not. He's not real. Okay, right off the bat, this is not a good movie. Okay, the first 10 minutes of this movie are fantastic. And that is the Drownsman's last kill before he dies. This scene is very, very intense. And unfortunately, nothing in the rest of the movie lives up to what happens then. Because now he's dead and he's entered into the supernatural realm after the credits roll. And now he's focusing himself on this group of gals. Well, specifically one gal, this girl named Madison. Now this one night, she's at a party celebrating a friend of hers' engagement. And it turns out, well, this was weird because it was a weird kind of lesbian vibe going on between the two of them, but then nothing happened with it. And I was like, okay, I guess that's just me. Whatever, I'm hoping for lesbians because it'll wake me up. Because anyway, so Madison, you know, it's on the lake and everything, and she gets left alone in the dock for a minute, and she steps on a bottle, and she falls, and she hits her head, knocks herself unconscious, and whoopsie, slips right off into the water. And while she's unconscious, she sees the figure of the drownsman. She's in his basement. But her friends wake her up in time, and they save her, they resuscitate her, and she survives. However, she's still haunted by what she saw. Now we flash forward to a year later. She's a basket case. She can't leave the house. She can't. She's the maid of honor for this wedding. And she can't go because she's too afraid to leave the house. Why? Because it's raining. And her friends have had enough. Her friend that got married comes in the next day and is pissed. She's like, you ruined everything. We've been so supportive of you. And we're not taking it anymore. Blah, blah, blah. So you have to do this for us. You have to prove to us that you want help. Because if you don't do it, we're not going to hang out with you anymore. Bitch. And instead of taking her to a psychiatrist, no. They decide to have this weird, fake seance thing for her. They bring in a girl who's a psychic, actually, for real, but they're like, just 
fake it, you know, just pretend, just go through the motions. And, you know, they're having this ceremony around a bathtub. Okay, what could possibly go wrong? Well, it turns out everything, because not only does Madison come face-to-face once again with the Drownsmen, but now he's seen all of them, too. So the rest of the movie is them getting picked off one by one by one by one. Here's the problem. First of all, all these girls are indistinguishable from each other. They don't have any character traits that make them any different from one to the other, except for the fact that one is black. Okay, so you're like, okay, that's the one who's getting married. That's the black girl. All the rest of you are the same and kind of look the same, which is very confusing. And even this was weird. Like, the girl who's distinguishable by the fact that she just got married yesterday, you never see or hear of the husband. Like, everything happens in the next two days after the wedding. And the fact that she's not on a honeymoon or not at home with her husband never comes up. It's very strange to leave out, which just after a while makes her, again, indistinguishable. It's her one distinguishable trait and you took it away from her. Ah! And once you get into it, one by one, they get sucked down into some random body of water, even a glass of water. He can pop up out of the glass of water and pull them down into his basement where he does his thing. And unfortunately, not to make a bad pun, but once it gets down to it, once you've seen one or two drownings, it's like drown, rinse, repeat. It's repetitive. Not suspenseful after a while, even though it is kind of gruesome at the same time. Like, eh. If I cared about anybody, maybe it would be better, but I don't. Now there's a whole explanation for it, and Dee Wallace is involved. And I love Dee Wallace, and she's wasted in this movie. And I don't want to waste any more of your time talking about it, because I'm telling you right now, when The Drownsman becomes more available to view, because I saw it through completely legal means, you can feel free to skip it. Here's what you can watch instead. Sci-Fi did a movie called Ghost Shark a while back, where a shark was killed, and his ghost is still hunting around killing people and that can also pop up in any body of water and that's funny because it'll pop up in a drive through car wash or it'll pop up on you know a kid's slip and slide that's hilarious this is not hilarious and also the the mythology gets a little wonky the timeline gets wonky and just you know what i already said it skip it drowsman fuck you flush it down the toilet bowl but close the lid in case he pops out okay okay next up is a movie called Crazy Bitches. And with a title like that, I think I'm in for a great horror comedy. Am I? I don't know. Let's take a listen to the trailer. Guys, are you there? What in the hell, dude? You're trying to scare the pants off me. Not that I complain. <laughs> the evening starts innocently. The Alpha Kappa Pi girls back together again, unaware of the evil spirits. Oh, I did not do that. That's not wine, that's blood. I knew there had to be something to your story, DJ. This place is supposed to be haunted by the souls of seven murdered girls. It's a fantastic story. Each one of the girls dies a gruesome death, and with each, the killer takes a trophy. Things it turns out that each girl was most stuck up about. Please. If I wanted him, it'd be like taking candy from a baby. I lost my job. I didn't tell us. You wouldn't have judged. If you can't count on your friends, you can't count on. We've got a problem. No, 
God, he disabled the car just like last time. We're all gonna die just slaughtered like pigs. Jesus. I almost had a coronary. Crazy Bitches is the story, uh, it's a sort of reunion for these sorority gals. You know, they're all grown-up adults now, and they're all getting together for a, a, a weekend at a cabin in the woods. Actually, kind of desert I don't know where the fuck they are. It's awful. Wherever it is, it's gross. It's awful. California, awful. And they're starting to get picked off one by one because it turns out this house that they're staying in was where the vanity killer struck. 15 years ago, the vanity killer preyed on a group of girls that was having a slumber party there and picked them off again, one by one, and killed them according to whatever they were most vain about. Took trophies as well. Took away what they loved about themselves the most. So be stuck up about yourself, you're going to lose it to the vanity killer. Here's the thing. This is an odd wash of things. Because first of all, it's too long. It's an hour and 40 minutes. Needs to have 10 minutes cut off. But the 10 minutes that they spent, this group of friends, I like them. They're, they spend a lot of time developing all of the characters relatively nicely. The relationships are very well thought out. Also, there's two gay characters in this. There's a, a gay man and a lesbian. And they are not just thrown in for kicks. And they're not just your stereotypical characters, even though she has a predatory side. But I'm okay with that because I've said on the show before, I love me a predatory lesbian. I don't know why. But then she's shown to have another side as well. So it's not just two-dimensional characters that we're getting. I appreciated that. Also... The movie opens, the first kill of the movie, spoiler, is Candace Kane. Candace Kane is a trans actress who has been in the spotlight for many, many years. And when she showed up, I'm like, huh, what's going on here? Because we got the gay character, lesbian character, and a trans character. Okay. This seems to be more on the surface than what that was going on underneath. Because unfortunately, this kind of loses its way. At certain points, it's really funny. But then it's not. And then they start making terrible decisions. And after a while, I'm like, oh, God, why are you being so stupid? They're like, well, we can't hike out now because it's nighttime. So we're just going to stay in the house with 30 dead bodies. Dum, 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 dum. And now all of a sudden there's no tension. One of the reasons why it's worth watching is Samantha Colburn. Now, she plays Taylor. And she is a fantastic comedic actress. She has the same stick. She's kind of this stuck up yuppie thing, kind of repressed. I saw her in another movie. It was kind of a, a, a girl's version of the, the Hangover. And it was called The Best Night Ever. I saw it on Netflix. It's cute. It's very funny. She's one of the highlights there, and she's kind of playing the same character here, but it's what she's good at. And when she's on camera, the movie's great. And lots of other things are great about the movie as well. So when it really goes off key and goes into some boring crap and boring cliches on keeping these people, these otherwise very smart people in this house, despite knowing that they know better, it's irritating. Do I recommend it? Not exactly. Will you be sad if you watch it? No, because the mystery is pretty good. The killer's reveal, I was surprised. Although there's something, there's a, there's a hiker character who at a certain point comes through and I was like, they're like, ooh, look at him. And I'm like, ooh, gay. And he's like, oh, uh, I didn't know anyone was at her lady. Sorry. And then he turns around and he walks back down the trail. And when he walked down the trail, that ass was like, swish, swish. Look at my butt and swish, swish. Look at my butt. And I was. 
because it was cute. And the swishy butt comes back later, and I got to see it all over again. And I said, hey, swishy butt, what's going on? They should have called this movie swishy butt instead of crazy bitches, because these girls were bitchy, but not enough. They weren't that crazy, and they weren't that bitchy. It kind of, I was set up for another movie that this one did not sell. Is it terrible? No. No. I like the weight that a lot of the characters had to. Like, the, one of the characters is is dying of cancer. And these other girls have some real problems that gave them weight because they're not teenage characters. They have been out in the world and their problems are a lot more lofty than my boyfriend slept with your boyfriend kind of nonsense. Or is it? Is it a once a crazy bitch, always a crazy bitch, crazy bitches? You can check it out. I won't, I won't yell at you much. Here's the other problem is that the movie's called Crazy Bitches and you know, once you give me the name Crazy Bitches, it makes me think of that movie Left for Dead, was it? Was that what it was called? I forget now, the one with, with chrome face, and it had the song in it. Sexy bitches are my favorite kind of bitches. Sexy bitches are my favorite kind of bitches. So now, the whole movie, I'm singing, Crazy bitches are my favorite kind of bitches. Woo! Crazy bitches are my favorite kind of bitches. Woo! And it needed that song, even though that song's from another movie. It should have been in this movie, too, instead of all the weird kind of Lilith Fair bleeding vagina nonsense that was in it. But I guess that's what this movie should have because they're all, never mind, goodbye. Next! Shake it, uh, uh, shake, shake it, ah, uh, uh, shake it, uh, uh, shake, shake it, ah, uh, uh, shake it, uh, uh, shake, shake it, ah, uh, uh, shake it, uh, uh, shake, shake it, ah, uh, uh, shake, shake, Well, there is no voicemail this week, and that's okay, because this episode was kind of a surprise. You know, like a colonoscopy shouldn't be, whoops, surprise, that would be terrible, ew, and messy, ew, gross. But I did get a message from listener Michael in California on Facebook, and here's the thing, this is why I hate Facebook. This message has been sitting there in a folder for over a month now, and I never got a notice about it. So, Michael, I apologize, and I'm giving you doo-doo diligence now. I mean, due diligence, or shh. Okay, so he says, hey there, Patrick. Well, I was going to call in again. I don't know if he sounds like this, but you know what? You didn't call in. I'm going to make up your voice. I was going to call in again and leave this as a phone message, but I realized that it might get a bit long. I wish. I'm still catching up in reverse on shows, and I just listened to the one for Honeymoon. Oh, dear. Now, you know... I love you. You know I love the podcast, but I'm going to have to be the Ebert to your Siskel on this one. See, that way you're the skinny one. Thank you. I had actually heard about I had actually heard about Honeymoon from some other site and saw it was on Netflix, so I decided to, you know, give it a go. It was on one of those must-see horror movie lists, and I was excited because I wanted a good new horror movie. And I had actually watched this about three weeks before I listened to it on your podcast. No, let me try that again. 
and I actually had watched this about three weeks before I listened to your podcast on it. So, from my point of view with the film, I got bored. Now, I don't mind a slow burn at all. I don't need constant quick cuts and gore, and I really wanted to enjoy this. But the problem for me that I basically felt like I had seen it all before. We know we're in a horror film, and Cabin in the Woods, oh, come on, bad sign already. When they're in the boat and she says, I don't want to go swimming, oh, it felt like a setup to me. And when she met her old flame and his wife is acting all strange and tells them they need to go? Yeah, I don't know. I was just sitting there saying to myself, Oish! Like I didn't see that one coming! So when she burnt the French toast and didn't grind the coffee, I just felt over and all, unfortunately. Well, I will admit, I fell asleep watching it and didn't see the ending. I looked it up online because I just couldn't sit through it anymore. And like I said, I really did want to like it. I had high hopes for it. Sadly, it all seemed like I'd been there, done that. But on to our next film. If you haven't seen this one before, I would like to suggest a little film called The Innkeepers, appropriately, apparently directed by Ty West, but I paid no mind to that. I really enjoyed it, and it's definitely a slow burn. Oh, plus, have you seen Wakewood yet? It's one of the latest from Hammer Studios. Well, thanks for all the great podcasts. I have been voting and do hope you win if not, I know Hannibal Lecter's phone number. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Well, Michael, you didn't vote enough. You didn't vote enough. You didn't do it right, and I lost, and it's your fault, Michael. Nah, that's okay. It is what it is. Say la vie. La vie. Hilarious. I'm sorry I didn't like Honeymoon. You know what? That's cool. I get it. I get all of that. I liked it. You didn't. Let's fight. Or make out. Or both. Let's fight and make out. That's crazy. That's crazy. I have seen The Incapers. I did kind of enjoy it. It's a wicked slow burn. But what I find with Ty West films, he can make these movies where nothing happens for 90% of the movie. And for some reason, it's never boring. And I found that way with both that, uh, The Innkeepers and The House of the Devil. However, I didn't like the way it all panned out, and part of it had to do with the makeup on the ghost, and I get it in retrospect, but the problem is it annoyed me at the time, and it felt cheap, and I, under I understand why it looked cheap now, but even at the end, I was kind of like, meh, okay, that was a long way to go for not much payoff, but overall, I like the whole mood of it. I do recommend it for excellent character building. I think it's a great character study, but as a horror movie, eh, it's okay. If you like that sort of thing. Well, I do like that sort of thing. That's why I do this podcast, and that's why you listen. Thank you for writing, Michael. I'm sorry it took me so long to get back to you. Oh, wait, hold on a second. I have seen Wakewood. I actually did an episode on it. Now, I know you're listening to everything in reverse, so that's cool. That's awful. So the show will just get worse and worse because the first shows are pretty terrible. Yeah, so that's episode 37. That's a long time ago. And unfortunately, that's also the show where I have to cover... Flesh-eating mothers because Joe from Cincy made me do it, and I'm still bitter about that. And you know why I'm still bitter about that? Because it was before I initiated the concept of the firing squad. Because if I had it then, Joe would have so many holes in his ass, he'd poop like the Fuzzy Pumper Barbershop. And that's a really gross thing to say. So I'm ending this conversation right here. Thank you for writing, Michael. I love you. I kiss you. I mean it. And here's a nice thing. I just got a package two minutes ago. Ding dong at the door. 
FedEx. It's from listener TJ, Zombie Girl TJ. She bought some cat toys and some premium grade catnip. It's like a, it's like a five pound bit. It's like a twenty. It's like it's like a kilo. It's a metric ton of organic catnip. And of course, Sebastian's like, "Hey, what's that?" I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. It's not for you. It's for Miss Thing. It's for Miss Smooch." When she finally comes out from under the bed, because she's still under the bed. It's a couple of days later. I think we're on day five, and she spends most of her day under the bed. And I am starting to worry a bit. But I know. it's. I'm just a nervous daddy. Nervous daddy needs soothing. That's terrible. That's terrible. When I'm working on father figure perversity, it is time to wrap this puppy up for another episode. Now... If you listen to the last episode and you listen to the whole thing, you know that there is a contest in effect right now. It's Doug Shapiro's Win a Trip to Egypt, not really, contest, in which you can win a DVD copy of Death on the Nile from 1978, starring Peter off Maggie Smith, and Betty Davis, and a whole bunch of other people. Now, what you got to do, you have to send me a private message on Facebook, or a direct tweet, or a personal email, and tell me, if you were... A classic mystery-solving sleuth drag queen. What would your name be? What would your name be? That is the question. That is the contest. And all judging will be done by Doug from wherever he is in New Hampshire doing all of his magical shows. So get that in. You have until July 15th. July 1-5 to get that in. So, speaking of which, if you want to contact the show, and be cool, like Michael and other people have done it in the past, you can call me at 917-720-2047. Or you can write me at crew at screamqueens.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook. You do a search on Scream Queens Horror Podcast, and you get all the updates there. Or you could search for Screamers with a Z. That's the private group where we... It's more social. One's more informational. The other one's more social. Pick one, pick both. Pick your nose, pick your ass. I don't really care. I just don't need to know about the last two. Am I right? Am I right? And you can also find me on Twitter at Scream Queens. And of course, that's always with a Z. So, coming up in the future. Now, I already have in the can. I have Dandy Darkly in the can. Dandy Darkly is returning to the Scream Queens Horror Podcast because he was dying to talk to me about... The 1966 piece of weirdness called Picture Mommy Dead, starring Zsa Zsa Gabor, of all people. And you can find that in its entirety on YouTube if you want to play along at home. Also, I have some other guests that I'm trying to get in my can as well. And also some more colonoscopy fun in the works. And all the films that I watch during the colonoscopades are on the Facebook page. So go look for them there because I don't remember where they, what or where or who or whatever they are right now. So until next time, my beautiful screamers, enjoy Pride Month and continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember, as my grandmama used to say, Back in my day, we didn't have a colonoscopy. No, sir. You just had the medicine woman crawl up in there. She is a very small lady. Died horribly. Mudslide. Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches. <laughs>